Peace and good morning. Instructor Yasir checking in. It is about 7.34 Central Standard Time. I'm out doing a morning ruck on one of my favorite trails here in Northwest Indiana. Got about, about 30 pounds, give or take, with, and I'm gonna go about, about five miles. So, I just started reading this book called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easler, I wanna say. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe his name is, the, the author's name is Michael Easler, The Comfort Crisis. Got some really, really great reviews. I was put onto the book by a YouTube video I watched, which was a panel on rucking that had the author, Michael Easler, along with the uh, founder of Go Ruck, and some other people up there. Uh, I can't recall their names right now. But um, great conversation uh, about rucking. Um, did, it, did it a few times, you know, like over the years, you know, as I got into hiking and trail running and stuff like that. Uh, but now I'm really uh, starting to add it as a part of my regular fitness regimen because I enjoy it. It really combines, you know, the aspects. I think it, it combines the aspects of hiking as well as trail running in the sense that you get the same, like when you're out on a beautiful trail like what I'm on right now, you get that same experience of hiking, but then you get the added stimulus by carrying that weight on your back uh, similar to when you run, right? Because you want to increase your cardiovascular load. And you're able to do that by adding weight on your back. And then basically just walking. This has also been good as well. You see my breathing starting to become a little labored. So this is also good as well for me because last year, I started to, last year I just made 40 years old and I started to have recurring issues with uh, one of my knees where when I say recurring issues, nothing too serious, but it just feels, it felt compromised. It felt weaker. It all, I mean, it's sometimes, sometimes I would have some stiffness. Sometimes I would even feel like the joint was almost slipping out of place. Uh, so it was strange feelings. I haven't been to the doctor yet, so I don't know if this is the beginnings of arthritis or what. But uh, this is, but I know where it's coming from. It's coming from an injury that I had suffered while I was training for my black belt test uh, over 10 years ago. So I remember I was sparring 
with a fellow student in the class, a kid that was younger than me. I mean, at the time I was probably 28, uh, 28, 29, about 28 maybe. And 28, 29 years old. And uh, the kid was in high school at the time. So I mean, he was probably like, you know, 16, 17, but he was a big kid though. He was a big kid, you know, played football and all that. He did a scissor sweep on me and landed right on my knee. So, uh, and I hyperextended it pretty, you know, pretty bad. And, you know, I didn't get any surgery or nothing done. You know, I just kind of let the body rest and put a brace on my knee and I kept training. So, um, I know that that's, that's, that's most likely what it's from because it's that same knee. So, anyway, as I started to experience that last year, I didn't run nearly as much last year as I normally do. And so, when I uh, rediscovered uh, rucking and started really to look into it and research it and learn more about it, I said, okay, this is a great way for me to continue the parts that I loved about running on the trails and trail running without putting uh, anywhere near as much stress on my knees and my joints. So that's why I'm getting heavy in the rucking now. And in this, in uh, this book, The Comfort Crisis, uh, I guess towards the end, you know, the author starts to talk about the benefits of rucking. I'm, you know, I'm only in the first, maybe I'm still in the first hundred pages right now. But the book is already very interesting. The premise that I'm gathering from the book so far, I'll probably come back and do a full book review, but the premise that I'm getting from the book so far is that humans have become way too comfortable and it's to our detriment, right? So basically we know the humans are just another species of an animal. So we like to think that we're much, that we're so much different than a squirrel or a rabbit and, you know, lions and tigers, but we're not that much different. We're just another species of an animal. So I don't even know if species is the right word, but um, we're, we're just animals. So uh, he talked about how the levels of comfort that the human species has experienced has only really been this way for about the last hundred years. It's 2023 right now, so we're talking about the 1920s. And when I thought back to that, I said, wow, you know, that's that that's true. Because, you know, I'm a uh, so-called black American. Uh, you know, I prefer the term um, American Indian uh, just because... I know about my American Indian ancestry and my family uh, only has roots here. <laughs> I have no record um, or, no, or no stories, no oral history and no record of anyone 
um, in my bloodline coming from any place else aside from these shores of North America. So anyway, but so my folks uh, come from the south, um, you know, places like Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Georgia. And, you know, if we go any further back, you know, South Carolina. So, um, you know, they farmed, right? Uh, like most um, early, you know, um, Americans. If you want to say American, you know, primitive American Indians. And then when colonists started coming over here and things like that, it was a much harder life. So he's talking about in this book about how, you know, humans were, were exposed to the elements, you know, uh, different levels of cold, uh, like what it is right now. It's about 30 degrees outside right now. And then different levels of being hot as well. And how now we just live in temperature controlled areas, our homes, our offices, car, etc. People lived outside, you know, in huts, tents, well, not tents, but something like a tent, um, you know, huts, different man-made shelters. Um, if you look at some of the, some of the shacks, you know, that people used to live in, you know, all the way into the early 1900s, you know, it's like, you think that's crazy, you know, to live like that now, but that's how people lived. And so what the author is saying in this book is that even though nowadays humans are living longer in terms of years, they're not, generally speaking, they're not actually healthy years. You know, people are propped up on medications and being hooked up to machines that's really just kind of keeping them here almost like a shell of a person, but they're not really healthy. And he's saying that, he, he's saying that a part of these excess levels of comfort that we're experiencing is a huge contributor to that. I mean, just in a hundred years, humans have become very obese, unhealthy, heart problems, diabetes, all these different things that weren't really a thing uh, prior to these excess levels of comfort. Now, people were definitely dying from just the extreme conditions. Oh, I'm not gonna say extreme, but just the hard conditions that we were living in. But I guess the question comes into play, you know, what's more important? Just to have the longest life you can or quality of life. Because as it stands right now, I know, that, I know they're working behind the scenes to make it so that people can live forever in the metaverse. <laughs> but as it stands right now, you know, we're all gonna, you know, head out of here one way or another. So what kind of life do you want to live? And the book is also talking about how it's important, it's vital for humans to have challenges in their life. 
different challenges that they go up against because the different challenges that you go through show and prove who you are. They give you proof positive of what you're capable of and what you can achieve. The same type of things that David Goggins talks about. My birthday twin. So some people say I even look like him too, but I don't know. So anyway, um, same types of things that Goggins talks about is just preparing your mind to be able and just how it's all in the mind, how you get into these endurance sports. And it's a mental game more so than a physical game. The spirit and the will to endure, you know, persevere, even though it's hard, even though it's tough to continue going. Yesterday was the anniversary of my daughter's uh, passing. Uh, I typically don't like to use uh, the term death uh, just because, you know, I don't really bear witness to death. You know what I mean? No one ever really dies. You know, energy just transfers. So, but yeah, yesterday was the anniversary of my daughter's passing. And that's definitely the hardest thing I had to experience. And it's the spirit of perseverance, man, to endure, to keep going, you know, no matter what's ahead of you. And many times you don't get any accolades for that. It's no, it's no monetary reward or praise or anything that you get when you go through tough shit in your life and you still have to find a way to pick up and keep going. The only accolades or satisfaction that you get from that comes from, comes from within to be able to look upon yourself and say, wow, you know, I did that. I made it through that shit. You know, no matter what it was, I still pushed and persevered. That's the jewel in it. That's the jewel in it. You know, I'm over my younger life, the way that it was different things that you know, pushed me, that, that, that made me, that, uh, that showed and proved what I was capable of, you know, what I was, you know, able to do. You know, I was a little bit of a timid child. I wasn't really, I wasn't really bullied, uh, but of course I had experiences of being teased and all that type of thing. Every kid goes through that. But, uh, you know, getting through that, that's character building. You know, I had, I grew up, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago I had some kids that moved out to my neighborhood, you know, straight from the inner city. And, you know, they would try me, you know, a little bit, right? Because, you know, I'm a, you know, black kid from the suburbs and they're coming straight from Chicago. So they try to, you know, you know, push me around, you know, a little bit and, you know, try to, you know, slap box with me just to see if I'm going to fight back, you know. And after, you know, a couple instances of that. It didn't take me that long. But, you know, after a couple instances of that, you know, they saw, yeah, okay, I'm going to start swinging too. You know, I'm going to start swinging too. This is not going to be, you know, no, nah, this is not how this is going to go. 
That was good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was character building moment that helped build me up. Uh, you know, junior high school, played played on the basketball team. I wasn't as great as I wanted to be at basketball, but I was on the team. That prepared me. You know, that was a test. Sprints, suicides, whew, come on now. Suicides was horrible. And at the time, being a 12, 13-year-old kid, that shit was hell doing those suicides. But again, it helped me. It helped get me where I need to go. Later on in my life, the next big challenge I had that really showed me who I was was my first belt test for VSK Jiu Jitsu, going from white to yellow. Test was crazy, hours. I think that first test was like six hours. It was nuts. Because I was in there testing with one guy who was going for purple and another guy who was going for brown. So I was in there for hours. It's crazy. I had to spar with these dudes, all that, just going from a white to a yellow belt. For the yellow belt, I think you only spar three rounds from what I remember, three three-minute rounds. But again, this is my first belt test, so it was, it was a challenge that I overcame. Every belt test after that for every successive rank was another challenge that I overcame. And then it culminated in my black belt test, of course, which was two days. Shit, like 12 hours a piece. 10, 12 hours each. So, uh, I, can, I can see where the author's coming from in this comfort crisis. So, I'm going to be exposing myself to more. And I encourage you to do the same. This is the knowledge of survival. When in doubt, train.